This is the Brick and Mortar Reborn Podcast. This podcast is designed to help you give a pulse on the fast-changing world of brick and mortar. As the world reopens and operators race to meet the rising expectations and demands of experience-driven post-COVID consumers, it's more important than ever to stay ahead of the curve and understand the trends and technologies that will shape the future. In each episode, I'll interview successful operators, subject matter experts, and leading thought leaders who will share their insights to help you prepare yourself and your organization for what lies ahead. I'm your host, Bobby Mahomet, CEO of Radiant. Now let's get into today's show. Everyone, welcome to another edition of Brick and Mortar Reborn. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Pervais Pure. Hopefully, I said that correct. Yes, you did. Thank you. Awesome. 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 Uh, President of Retail at Loop Neighborhood. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Bobby. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So before we get started, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your, your career. I know you've uh, been in the industry for a while. Uh, let's, let's learn a little, little bit about you, and then we'll learn a little bit about Loop. Sure, sure. So my name is Pervase Peer again, and I've been in this business for a little over 26 years. I started my career at uh, 7-Eleven in different capacities, worked my way up to director of marketing, to operations, kind of uh, have done it all or jack of all trades. And as I moved up, I kind of was someone you can count on to understand marketing and operations. And that's kind of where my core skills lie. And now I'm uh, the president of retail for Loop Neighborhood. Awesome. Awesome. Tell us about Loop. How did uh, Loop come about? How did you get introduced to Loop? Sure. So Loop Neighborhood is about a 130-store convenience store chain. We have fuel and we also have car wash. We're in Northern California and also in Southern California. We don't go outside that state. I was actually found, I was working for another organization. And as I mentioned, they were looking for someone who can lead their marketing and operations and try to be the one head they can chop <laughs> if, if something goes wrong. And so they asked me if I would be their chief operating officer about 11 years. And it's been wonderful here. And recently, I just got pro, uh, promoted to president of retail for Loop Neighborhood. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. What, is, uh, what does Loop uh, cater to? What's, what's different about Loop? So, you know, the way we we created Loop, I think our first one was 2013. Before that, we were unbranded as far as the name goes. We have Shell Fuel and some Chevron at the forecourt, but the back end was just a food store. So when we created Loop, our objective was, you know, we're in the convenience store business, we're always skewed towards more male dominant. We were trying to attract the millennials and a different subset to be more inclusive and get those people into the site. So we really looked at the layout and design of it. And so, for example, you know, we do subway tiles, the white subway tiles to have the freshness cues. Our color is neutral. It's orange. When you walk in a loop, you know, one side where the bathroom may be will be more for the male audience where you might have the hot dog grill or a grab and go. But on the other side, you would have a fresh deli case or a salad bar or a different, more of a freshness cues, maybe for the female audience or a different audience that's looking for coming into the convenience store space. So that's where we kind of started with the cleanliness. You know, we took down in the front, if you if we have windows, we took down all the signage and we limited the signage. So from a safety aspect and feeling comfortable being able to see inside and our employees being able to see you, those are the crucial things. And lastly, what we did was 
we took that 80-20 rule, the 20% that sells we kept in the assortment, and the 80% that doesn't, we tried to switch it and we partnered with different vendors to bring in better for you or different offerings that you wouldn't typically find in a convenience store to see if we could attract a different demographic. Awesome. Awesome. It seems like it's been working, right? You have grown to 130 plus stores. That's Congrats. That's great. What's what's the secret to success? Why do people love coming back to Loop? And I, I believe if I was to ask or poll customers, I think it's the experience for one. And when I say experience, and it's a broad term, but I would say it's more about clean lines. You walk in, we don't usually put a lot of shippers on the floor. We keep displays off the floor. I already talked about the, the, the safety aspect of being able to see inside of them, seeing out. Clean restrooms, I think most of us will all say that we strive for that. But, you know, by putting white tiles or subway tiles, you, you can't avoid, if, if it's dirty, you, you'll see it. You can't hide it with, you know, colors. So it's important that our employees are constantly cleaning. Food is a big central hub for us. So we're nowhere where we want to be with food, but we try to not focus on the grab and go package stuff. We started having, like I said, a salad bar and I'll be completely, uh, uh, candid with you. The salad bar did not work. We, we tried doing that to, to bring people in. We also had a barista section where you can have your latte and not just a coffee machine that you have drip coffee from. And then just the experience of everything's full served. So typically in a convenience store, you would walk in. And you might see an upright deli case. Uh, you might see a hot dog grill that you serve yourself. We've done it more of a central POS island where our warmer is on the counter, our offerings are all on the counter. And so if you wanted something, you can't just grab it and get it. You have to ask a employee to get it for you. We think that enhances the experience. Yes, it's a little bit more laborious, but it keeps the freshness and the cleanliness from someone just reaching in and the next person feeling Maybe it wasn't so sanitary. And, you know, when COVID hit, obviously this helped us because having a lot of the full service allowed us to continue serving and we didn't have to shut down the food offerings. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. That's great. What have you, is is the demographic in the areas that you go into, do you have a, a method to the madness of the areas that you go into or is it you're just going to central areas within California, the California market? Well, this is a hard one to answer because with California, we're so saturated you want to, yes, it's strategic where we want to go. We know where our stores can do well. But let's just say, for example, a city. I mean, the space is limited. It's hard to find uh, property. It's also hard to find parking. So we've kind of strategized going further out when you look at Sacramento and other markets where you can kind of build a larger site with more parking. And we, you know, today our stores might be anywhere from 1,300 to let's say 2,800 square feet. This allows us to go even bigger. And so we, you know, as I mentioned to you earlier, food is very important or centric for us. Well, how do we add a kitchen in a convenience store? You don't see that in California. Typically you see it in other states. So we're trying to get further out where we can have bigger land and we can build a bigger car wash tunnel as well as a bigger store. But when it comes to, let's say if it's the right property in the city or anywhere else, we're not going to be, I guess, so picky. We'll, we know we can attract all, all demographics, so we won't be selective that way. We will, we will go in if we can get the land. Got it. Got it. Got it. How is you, you know, you've been, of course, involved in the industry for some time. How has the definition of convenience evolved in the, in the recent years? You know, I don't, I don't think the definition has changed. I mean, if I really look at the root word as far as convenience goes, it's still convenient. 
I think what has changed is the people's expectations of convenience stores. And by that, I mean, they're looking for more of ease of shopping. They're not looking for that typical, hey, I know you can get smokes, you can get beer, packaged beverages, but what else can I get there now that things have just evolved so much? And, you know, retail's kind of blurred now, the lines. It used to be convenience. You just looked at it as, like I said, the, the cigarettes, the beer, the packaged beverages, the snacks. But then fast feeders came in and they started taking into this into the convenience store business. Then somebody like Walgreens came in and started taking into the business. So you had to adapt and evolve and you still have to be convenient. But it's more of what do they expect to come in and see and what can how can the experience change? And that's how I see what's evolved at the definition of convenience. Are there based on that? Are there? Have you seen any sort of trends that you know come out of even you know maybe the COVID days or like coming out of hopefully coming out of the COVID days? Yeah, that have changed within within your group of stores. Yeah, I think a lot has changed, and I and I have to say maybe because we're in California, but I see this with my peers. I think technology. I mean, that has moved so fast compared to when I when I was growing up. It's it's it's. I have a vendor today offering, let's just say, mobile pay, and then there's five others within the same year. Before it would have been one strong company who had all the funding, and it might take a couple of years for somebody to catch up to them. But now technology has just kicked kicked into gear so high that I think consumers are looking for loyalty. You know, being able to capture for orders straight on their app. They're looking for better food and drinks and snacks, not just the, and again, I apologize if there's the Coke and Pepsi of the world on the show, but I'm not saying that, but that was the core, but they're looking for better few drinks. Okay. Nutraceuticals. What else can I get from a, a drive-through? I'm looking at, can I, can I pay at the pump versus coming in? It's so archaic to walk in and hand dollar bills to someone. Can I just pay at the pump? Right. And so, you see others evolving so fast and grabbing that technology, you also have to change. And that's the biggest change I've seen. It's mostly uh, technology. That's great. What do you think What do you think people look for in convenience in 2022, 2023, in the next few years? Unfortunately, it'll be similar to what I just stated. But I think they're looking for walking in and not having to stand in line is number one. So it's like the Amazon store, the frictionless, where I can come in, I have an app, I buy what I want and I walk out and you'll charge my card, but don't make me wait in line because again, it's convenient. And this is what I come to expect when I have seen, you know, gone to other retailers or I will see it. So I want you as my neighborhood convenience store to offer me that, you know, I, I could see charging station, obviously third party ordering is blowing up. you got to make it, you got to offer it also in your convenience store. If you're not today, you need to start adapting with that. And then again, I said this when we first started, but you got to make that store safe. So clean lines, open windows, not a lot of promoting constantly. Like I, again, I apologize if I'm offending anyone, but more or less liquor store and more of a safety, clean place to, to walk in through. And I also mentioned in-store kitchens. I think they're looking for good food to eat and ditch the pass a convenience store having the gas pack sandwiches or packaged goods. But let me walk in there and, and order something like a made-to-order. And I give credit to one of the retailers I respect who does it really well is Wawa. And Wawa does a fantastic job in the neighborhood where they – their customers go there for the food, the experience. And, you know, you don't hear most people say, I want to have dinner at Wawa's or I want to have dinner at Loop today. I'd like to get there, though. Got it. Got it. Got it. What do you what do you think is important in the customer experience that you, you create at the Loop stores? So today, 
I, I believe when you walk in, it's the experiences. It's it's bright. It's exciting. Like for example, our gondolas aren't off the shelf gondolas. They are white gondolas on wheels. And what that allows us to do is change the day part. So today, if somebody walks in in the morning, they may see, I don't know, fruit on an end cap. And then the afternoon or later in the evening, there might be wine on the end cap. Now, that's just a matter of rotating end cap versus resetting it. But having that, uh, that the functionality to have that experience to come in and see something different, as well as, you know, you go into our bathrooms and there'll be like the Dyson hand air or it'll be all automated we try to make uh, the experience more i guess better for you if as i started earlier saying if you buy food we'll give you the food we'll serve you the food we have wi-fi we have tables we have seating if you want to sit now i won't say that for every store because there are limitations on the size but majority of a store we always put seating in there and some table we have parking is limited so we want you to take a moment to sit down and enjoy a meal but obviously, we don't want you sitting there for a long time because we need to keep moving. The, but that, that's, in a nutshell, the experience you'd get. And, and, and as you're evolving the experience, uh, you're a president of retail, and, and you're really kind of thinking about that retail aspect of things as people walk in, are there things that are important to you to uh, make sure that you kind of provide in the coming years from a customer experience or just experience general aspect? Yeah, um, I think, you know, COVID has changed our assortment mix. And I think we have to constantly adjust. So I'll give you an example. It's a, it's, it might sound silly, but you know, you have, we carry four pack of toilet paper. Well, we got to change that to more of a larger size or when it used to be grocery items, we carry the core staple items, but we've decided now to expand further because people started coming into convenience stores, kind of like a grocery store. And we had things when grocery stores ran out. And so they got accustomed to that. So I think our planogram, our assortment schematic has to change. I, I, we are testing this today. And I, and I see us in the future, as I mentioned, people being able to walk in, do mobile pay and walk out and not having to stand at the lines. And the biggest one I would say is, you know, I could see us putting in offerings that others don't do today, but it is a convenient offering. I'll give you an example, like dry cleaning service. Why couldn't a convenience store have a dry cleaning service? It's convenient. It, you're coming in there anyways every day. Most of our customers come five times five times a week. So drop off your laundry, come pick it up the next time you come in. That's interesting. Very interesting. Thank you. So most of your customers come in five days a week. You, you think that's because of, you know, not to, not to play on the convenience word, but because of the level of convenience you know, locally and, and what they're getting the assortment? Is that is that the main reason that they're getting pulled in five days a week? I think, um, so, no, I think the reason is we adopted early loyalty. And we have now, I think, maybe 780,000 loyalty members. And I think that has to be a crucial piece because it's going to be crucial for anyone trying to grow. And that's going to differentiate you from another convenience store down the road. You know, they can buy a lot of the stuff that they can find in our stores down the road. Yes, we have some things different that, that enhance the experience, but let's just say 70% is they can get down the road. So how do you how do you hook them? And I think the differentiator is the experience, which is, again, if I can give you a frictionless experience and somebody down the road can't, I made it more convenient for you. If I can let you pay on the mobile app at the pump and not even come in, you can buy a car wash at the pump, you can buy you know, whatever you need at the pump. Well, I made it easier for a female audience or a, a mother of a young child who doesn't want to leave their baby in the car. 
and now they can just do everything at the pump. Um, so I think that's that's kind of what we would what I would say. Makes sense. Makes sense. Pervez, what what are some of the greatest lessons that you you've taken from you know operating the convenience stores for for a number of years? I think uh, the ones that come to I'll, I'll tell you the first one that comes to mind when you ask me that question because it's so relevant is due to COVID. Is we have to adapt quickly to the employees' work life balance, and I say that because everybody listening on this would probably confirmed they're all having a hard time finding employees. And I think, you know, we think of the old school way of, well, we need employees working eight hours a day, but why not have a work-life balance? Why not change, have the schedule only four hours a day? Most of our employees, you know, may have other jobs or they're supplementing income by having jobs that they might go to afterwards. Why not try to hire more people if they're willing to do four hours with us, four hours somewhere else? So you're giving them an option versus saying, no, only eight hours and you got to work from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. You know, so maybe that's one. The second one I would say is we have to move faster to be less dependent on fuel. Fuel has been what drives a lot of the customers in. But I've learned, you know, we all talk about less dependent on fuel, but we're very slow to move on that. And so I think we need to move faster on being less dependent on fuel by having different offerings inside. And then... I'd say this is my uh, crutch as well, but focus on your core strengths. Don't try to be everything to everyone. Absolutely. What do you think is the the future of convenience? <laughs> I definitely think there'll be self-driving cars <laughs> stopping by. And I think you'd have to adjust your how that experience works. Now, I don't have the answer for that, but I, I anticipate I would plan for, let's just say, if in Nirvana, the way I read read the what's coming is you would get into a self-driving car, you're going to work, it would it would pick you up from home, take you to your work, wherever you're going. On the way, you may stop by a convenience store. So do we have what you need? How is that experience? Like, do you walk in? Do I come out to you and bring things to you? Do you order on your app? And then I have it ready for you when you, when you come by a self-driving. So I think it's something we all need to think about. That's kind of what I think the future is. I think the grocery take-home items is still going to be a big play as we move and less of a smaller size, but more of a bigger size. So kind of blending into that space. Charging station, obviously, we're already seeing them. I can't emphasize enough. I think in California, we need to, where we have space, put kitchens in for prepared food versus packaged food. Because again, if you're going to differentiate and want people to come in, you got to, I mean, food has to be the way you differentiate because everything else is a CPG product being brought to you. But this is something you can develop new things that would take away some business from your competition. Uh, and then technology, as I started with it, that'll trump all in my in my thought. You got to build a C-store for the future. And that, again, means you know not the archaic way we do it today, but how do you let them come in and get out as fast as they can? Absolutely. Absolutely. Pervez, that was a wealth of information. If you had to give you know, pieces of advice to other retailers that want to grow, whether it's convenience store or just their retail offering, what would that what would that advice be? This one also, I'll say, is my crutch, and I had to learn to do this. But we often test things in our industry, but we hold on to it for a long time, waiting for that ROI or stating, well, we'll make excuses for it. But if it's not working, just fail quickly. You get rid of it and try something else because we don't have the luxury of taking a year to test something out to see if it's going to work or not. It's okay to fail. And I think we all struggle, including myself, on that. I would also say create a culture for success. You know, again, this is something we all are learning, but create a succession plan and present a future for the employees. Uh, sometimes we get into that rut of what a few employees in our business sometimes think they're just 
coming in for a paycheck, or this is a not a job they can grow with. This is a first-time job. Well, how do we change that thought process and mentality by allowing them to see, here's the succession planning. Here's what you can you know, be in the future if you continue down the road with us. And that will build a better culture and a more solid foundation that'll allow you to succeed. And the last thing, as I mentioned before, is create a loyalty platform. If you don't have it, get a loyalty platform because that is another key thing that'll set, set you apart from someone else. That's great. That's great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for that wealth of information. That was great. Thank you, Bobby. Absolutely. Have a great day. Appreciate you it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reborn Podcast brought to you by Renia. For access to the latest episodes, please visit our website at brickandmortarreborn.com.